Hey there everyone, it's Joe from Ainsley's Gold Silver Standard Insights, brought to you by goldsilverstandard.com and ainsleybullion.com.au. Today's topic is Responsible Custody of Customer Assets versus FTX. That's posted on the Ainsley website. I'll put a link below for you to follow along. And of course, we have Chris Tipper here to break down and discuss it. And joining Chris today is Ainsley team member, Josh Lang. So gentlemen, over to you. Thanks, Joe. Well, I don't know where to begin. We've had quite a crazy weekend with probably the largest event that's happened in the crypto market for a very long time and not a good one. So we're going to jump in and, and have a look at that um, and the flow-on impacts across a whole range of different areas and probably some solutions around that that we can discuss and, and what we offer here at Ainsley. So welcome, Josh. Um, I know you've been across all of this. Let's just let's jump straight in because there's there's a lot to break down here. Um, what happened that caused the whole crypto market to effectively collapse in chaos at the moment? Well, it's really FTX, um, which was the big domino that fell. So FTX, for people who don't know, the second biggest crypto exchange out there. Um, there was rumors that came out, of, which were fueled by the CEO of Binance, which led to a bank run. And Binance which, is the biggest, because so, there'll be people the watching this who aren't really crypto sort of focused. So Binance was the major, or is the major player in this yeah. space, isn't it? Yeah, Binance is huge and uh, fired off a few tweets, which led uh, to a bit of fear, um, which trailed on to people wanting to withdraw from FTX. And what it revealed was that FTX was insolvent, which is just blows my mind. Uh, FTX fully regulated and uh, toppled. Cra crazy, blows my mind. So this is going to feed a lot of... Um fear into people who were skeptical about crypto to begin with, I suppose, isn't it? Huge, big time, yeah. So you've got um, people who are probably not entirely sure that crypto was a was an area that they should be investing in, um, who then will be going, oh, see, we told you so. But this isn't actually about crypto itself, is it? There wasn't a hack. There wasn't anything like that. What What was this really about? I think, and what it is, is it comes down to crypto custody. Um, so I'm going to do my best obviously to try and make this as little shilly as possible but i do want to explain how ainsley handles this as well because obviously we got the crypto side as well mm -hmm. um, and i want to point out the clear differences between what happened with ftx compared to what we do which i'd argue is properly um, so just to cover that anything that's connected to the internet is a hot wallet and prone to hack risk chris you mentioned this isn't a hack risk but it is a custody risk so what happened was, um, I suppose, FTX were playing with customer funds. They, they weren't doing what they were meant to do by their own terms of trade. Um, and, and it's happened before. I mean, this isn't the first time a, a crypto exchange has led to funds being lost. Um, so this one wasn't hacking, but to name a few incidents that have happened in the past, uh, 2016 Bitfinex, 120,000 Bitcoin stolen in a hack. Uh, there was an exchange uh, called QCX back in 2018, 26,000 Bitcoin stolen. Uh, 2019, Binance, even Binance, 7,000 Bitcoin stole, stolen. Um, 2020, Old Spit, over 6,000 Bitcoin stolen, 23,000 ETH. And even recently, another one on Binance, for over $500 million of BNB stolen. And uh, of, of course, uh, just last week, FTX, um, and we don't even know how much money is lost there, but it's safe to say it's a lot. Um, mm. But it, that, I suppose the problem was that it's not even a hack. It was just sheer 
either negligence or or malice. Um, so so. <laughs> there, there's a saying in the crypto space, um, not your keys, not your crypto. And Correct. I suppose in the metal space, which we're also familiar with, it's like if you if you don't hold it, you don't you don't own it. Now there's there's practical issues with holding something physical like crypto. Um, there's practical issues with holding something physical like gold yes. and silver. So can you can you maybe talk a little bit um, about that angle of what's gone on here? Yeah. So I, I, what I want to say is the solution is to what the solution is to ensure that you never lose your crypto. It, the first step would be right now probably taking your funds off the exchange. There's clearly some problem with crypto exchanges that they're getting a bit too comfortable with blurring the lines between customer funds and what their own funds are. So mm -hmm. just take it off. Um, in terms of Ainsley, I think we provide quite a good uh, solution. We provide a custodial uh, service or fully uh, with fully managed cryptocurrency purchases and even cold storage wallets as well. Um, so so can we you just explain what that means because when people hear that concept of cold storage, some of these exchanges were saying they had cold storage, but then you see, you know, numbers being um, put up or or wallet addresses being put up, and you can see funds moving around. Like that doesn't seem very cold. Yeah, when when they do say cold storage, what they actually have is a solution. One of them called uh, Fireblocks. I know FTX used where it's it's a cold wallet solution, but what it effectively is is a very complex uh, multi sig wallet that's still actually hot. Right. Um, so they're actually still able to move things away, uh, move them around as if it's a hot wallet, even though the custody of it is, you know, between multiple parties and needs a sign off with someone else as well. Um, whereas with Ainsley, when we do you a cold wallet, that's your cold wallet. We don't, we don't touch it. We don't have a key to it. We can't access it. It's all with you. And it's not software at all, is it? No. Um, I mean, in some respect, it's on an offline computer using effectively source code to produce a wallet on the network, um, but it completely offline, printed in front of you, of you, just so you have full assurance that there's not another party out there with a copy. You will literally see it produced in front of you, comes out of the printer, there you go, it's all yours. We also give you a backup on a USB as well. Right. So there, there's a trust element um, when you're dealing with some of these exchanges, and I suppose that... It became really abundantly clear. And when, in hindsight, we look at the people who are running these exchanges. So when, when you actually looked at the the CEO of um, FTX and and the um, Alameda or whatever, how you pronounce the name of that research mm -hmm. firm, you when you look at it, you go, "What? These are young young um, men and women who don't necessarily look like they've got a lot of experience in the space." Um, it does come down to being able to trust someone, doesn't it? It does. Um, I mean, FTX founded in 2019, and even though that, and you could argue unproven, people were still throwing money at them. Um, but I suppose Ainsley, we've been around since 1974. Um, our bread and butter is custody. That's that's what we do with gold and silver, and we're able to bring those same principles over to the crypto world as well. So we also have storage accounts for crypto, where just just like a cold wallet, we produce single wallets for customers. Their funds go on that wallet, only that wallet, and are taken to the reserve vault um, just so no one else can touch them. Until you say to sell mm. it, we can't touch it. So there's um, no none of this like they're talking about there with potentially back doors and there were things that people could move <clears> funds around. This is on a literal piece of paper, physical wallet, isn't it? Physical wallet, fully separated. So it's not 
like an unallocated sort of design, sort of like all these exchanges are doing where it's, here's our cold storage balance. You just have a piece of that pie. Ours is fully separated. You have an individual right. wallet. Even if you had uh, yourself personally and your super fund, we separate them. We we do not care if it saves time. We separate those. Okay, so there's there's some um insight there into how that process works. That probably yeah, and we, it's it. it's rigid by design. Um, we make it impossible for you to lose your hard earned crypto. Um, so even as this market correction starts to show signs of bottoming, um, which you know, not financial advice, but could be a good time to get in. You can park it away in Ainsley cold storage, not have to worry a bit about, you know, finding yourself in a situation like with FTX. And I suppose that's when you said about the 50 years thing, there's a difference of someone who's been around doing that for 50 years and someone who's just emerged in the space and, and is questionable. Just growing way too quickly. Doing. Yeah. It just, you can unfortunately see how it got there, but it, so the, the logical pivot from here, um, and obviously it's something we've been talking about a lot in the office because, you know, the crypto, it's, it's a massive story. It's impacted everyone. Mm -hmm. But what about bullion? Because people are going to ask that question and say, well, you know, is is that the solution? There's going to be some people who say, well, you don't even have this problem if you had bullion because hmm. um, it's it's physical and and there's a there's a big difference between that and and crypto assets. I'm not arguing that at all. Like I, I'm a a big believer in crypto assets. But can you talk to me a little bit about bullion and what makes um, the bullion cust custody a situation that this can't occur in? Yeah, I, I think the biggest question everyone should be asking themselves at this point in time after that happened um, is just generally custody of your assets. Mm. Um, so to touch on bullion, um, storage, it's the biggest consideration whenever you're buying. Um, storing gold can be easy and affordable, but there are a lot of options, which I, I suppose I'll jump into. Um, ultimately, storage is a personal preference, I want to say, um, but there's mm. a few key things that people got to remember as well. Um, silver, really heavy and bulking, uh, bulky, meaning you need to have a lot of space. Um, and a good back. Um, gold is very valuable and tiny, which means it's very important to make sure someone can't just pick up a small box full of a million dollars, really. Hmm. Um, and you also need to think of how easy it is come the time you want to sell it, how you can move it. Um, so main three options I want to say I see most people do is you're either storing it at home, however you do that, if it's under the driveway, under the bed, up to you. Um, Ainsley storage account or secure vault storage like Reserve Vault or the Melbourne Vault. Um, so I suppose to touch a few more on those three key things, um, at home is probably the most popular choice we see for at least people coming in store. Um, so you, like I said, you can store that how you wish. Just remember that bullion coins have to be stored at an independent secure location for self-managed super funds, for coins mm -hmm. specifically, not bars. Um, people often, like I said, choose to store it at, at home because it upholds that original ultimate goal that most bullion investors have, which is to have full complete control of their financial assets. Um, so the second one I was talking about, the Ainsley storage accounts are a nice middle ground for most people as well. Uh, there's two options to securely store with Ainsley. You got allocated where you get to choose which bars you store with us and they're held at Reserve Vault or Melbourne Vault at an annual charge based on what you have or unallocated storage where you buy into a pool of uh, gold and silver bars that we hold and you receive a certificate of ownership and that service actually has uh, no storage cost involved. Mm. Um, so bullion storage, like I said, a hassle for most people, especially silver buyers, I'm sure you all know. 
Um, but Ainsley's storage account is pretty perfect for those people who want physical metals, but sort of don't want to think about the logistical side of owning those assets. Um, and I suppose the last one, uh, as well as secure storage reserve vault and uh, the Melbourne vault, ideal for people who want full control of their assets while having maximum security. So obviously a lot safer than at home, but you still can actually go down and grab those assets yourself. Um, so it's important to consider this obviously in a non-government-backed uh, facility as well, post-Cyprus. Um, mm -hmm. I'll stop there. <laughs> so the Mel Melbourne Vault and Reserve Vault offer full custodial services that see them also manage it, provide insurance and regular inventory reports as well if you want. So please give them a call if if you're wanting to go down that path as well. And I, I'd just like to say, I think sort of that wraps it up quite nicely that you can't think that, oh, well, I'm in bullion, so I don't have to think about custody because you storing it at home is a custody solution. It right? is. Like it's it's the same issue as um, in a crypto wallet. If you put that onto your phone, then you're custodying it yourself and you therefore are responsible for that um, security. So if we can't necessarily trust exchanges, that which have proven to be the case with the crypto angle, um, you, you really do need to take this into consideration. You need to be thinking about where you buy and where you store. Yeah, um, I, I want to say there's an inherent relationship between the ease of the custody and the security of the custody, and particularly for crypto, especially at the moment, Ainsley Crypto Storage is a great blend between those two worlds. Yep. No, and it, it, it's a very tricky one to get right, and I, I agree. It's it's been done really well with those independent um, paper wallets where it's it makes it an unhackable wallet because it's not connected to the internet. There's there's none of that going on, and and also the the trust that's necessary so that you're not in a situation where it wasn't a hack in this in this case. Um, there might have been hacking involved later, but with the FTX mm, yeah. scenario, it wasn't about a hack. It was about um, trusting an entity that we really shouldn't have been trusting if you if you were involved um, in in that space. Bad practices, no history, all the, all that sort of thing. So also, I suppose with the hack point, I'll say that the cold storage uh, wallets that we produce, because uh, they're offline, they're the bee's knees of storage for crypto, just unhackable. Yep. No, that's great. Well, thank you for all of that today, Josh. It's a really um, difficult time for people who are yeah. in, in some of these assets because it, it has wide-reaching um, impacts to lots of people and, and what they're doing. So we really feel for them and, and um, you know, hopefully some of this information gives people a place to go forward. If they weren't impacted, well, maybe everyone needs to take a look and think, hang on, what am I doing? Um, who am I dealing with? Where am I storing my stuff uh, to really increase that level of security around it? Because situations like this really come to a head and, re and really show why it's important. Yeah, I, I think the question to leave everyone with is asking yourself if you're satisfied with the custody solution you have and if you think who's holding it is responsible. That's great. A great spot to end on. Well, thank you very much again, Josh, and um, we'll, we'll talk to you again next week. Pleasure, mate. Thanks, Chris. Well, thanks so much, Josh, for joining us. And Chris, I'll see you on the next one. And for the audience, head over to the Discord channel. That's discord.gg forward slash gold. The perfect way to continue the conversation. Chris and Josh will be there for the next one or two hours after the upload of this video. So head over there, ask your questions, get a response and 
tell us your feedback. We really want to hear from you. And I always want you to subscribe to the YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash Ainsley Bullion for the wide range of informational videos. We post five days a week, including specials and much, much more. And while you're on the internet, head over to goldsilverstandard.com because that's bringing gold and silver into the digital world. As we say here at the end, balance your wealth in an unbalanced world. Take care and we'll see you next time.